still to come in the last hour of the program. We're going to speak to Heath Shaw. It's only a week until the start of the AFL season. Heath Shaw, of course, 325 AFL games. He played nearly half and half with Collingwood and the Giants. And, uh, well, he won a premiership with Collingwood back in 2010. Grand finalist with the Giants in 2019. So looking forward to having a chat with Heath Shaw shortly. Jed Holloway from the Waratahs. They've got the Melbourne Rebels uh, tomorrow night at Amy Park. Brad Davidson as well, still to come. We'll get Davo uh, on just after the 8.30 news. Um, just in regard to the AFL, last week as well, Loz, John Longmire signed a two-year extension. So by the time that contract finishes, 15 years. That'll be his 15th year as head coach of the Swan. So you talk about stability. It is one of the most stable organisations from a sporting perspective in the country, yeah. the Sydney Swans. And he's been on the staff there for... Mm. A couple Long of years time. before that. Mm. Um, but he's certainly proven himself to be one of the elite coaches of the AFL. And the Swans obviously went to the grand final last year. And oh, I shouldn't say failed dismally, but they just got hammered. <laughs> Is that failing dismally? Oh, look, they laid an egg. Yeah. But, but, well, there was, or, it was a bit more of a, a buzz about them last season. And they delivered. And they got to the grand final. And they had some of the younger players start. And they'll need those guys to go to another level this year. And you would think with the improvement to come, the Swans will, should be a, a top four side at least this season. Um, they've put together this squad well. Uh, there's still a buddy there. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, some people that I talk to say they didn't rely on buddy. And then other people say they, they, they do rely on buddy. Like trying to make him the focal point at times rather than going away from him. Um, but I just think with the Swans, they've just got it all there because they've got some good players, really good players. And I don't know, I just get the feeling that's going to be might be their year this year. Well, they've been completely friendless in betting with Tab. Really, six out to eleven dollars. They've got a really hard draw. Um, in fact, they're the only team that have to play Geelong and Melbourne twice. Mm. So two of the heavyweights. Um, and as far but their as squad is better this year than than last year has to be. Well, you'd think so. Have to be just you'd with the growth so. of the players. Exactly. Chad Warner. What yeah, a player. yeah and, I, and I know that you know other teams would be saying the same thing, but I, I was thinking the Swans would make possibly make the eight last year, so they surprised me, exceeded my expectation, um, and I liked the look of some of their young players. So we'll wait and see. Geelong, the defending premiers, $5.50 at the top of the market. Best backed has been Melbourne, and they're $6.50. One tab customer had 40000 on Melbourne at $7 to win the premiership this year. In Brownlow betting, Nick Dacos, he's been the most popular. He's been 51 into $21. But, uh, for Brownlow? For the Brownlow. I've got a Brownlow medalist. Go. Will Ashcroft. Okay. Seems like you've got mail there. No, he's only 18 years of age. First year. Brownlow. First year. First year. Brownlow. He's going to win the Brownlow. Yep. You're Not dr- the rising you're star. Dreaming. No, Brownlow. You're dreaming. <laughs> what? I'm telling you. He's okay. going to be, he'll be closer to winning the Dally M. Mate, he's playing for the you Lions. I've got a mate up there. Mate. He's all over it. Brownlow. Brownlow. First year. First year. This so. kid is as good as anyone you've ever oh, seen. Here we go. Right LeBron James. Come on, Gee, LeBron. That's an incredible. Yeah. You should have put that in the rash decision segment. Yeah, that is rash. Well, just wait and see, boys. Okay. Wait and see. Okay. You want to have a little bet? I will. Okay. Well, 
the AFL, as I mentioned, it's back next week. It also means that thousands and thousands of footy fans are tinkering with their super coach teams, making potentially season-defining moves to earn bragging rights among their mates. Just head to supercoach.com.au. Enter your team today. A heap of big prizes are also on offer. And joining us now to chat about the start of the season is Supercoach Ambassador and, as mentioned, 325 AFL games from 2005 to 2020 with Collingwood and the GWS Giants. Heath Shaw. Heath, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on. And, um, Laurie, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a little bet with you too, Sean. <laughs> I'll take whatever you want on that one. Um, he is, he is going to be a superstar. He probably will. He might win a Brownlow in the future, but um, to do it in your first year uh, would be an, uh, an amazing achievement. Yeah, he'd have to be Chris Judd, Gary Ablett combined to win it in his first year, wouldn't he? Uh, well, the mail yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, Loz, much. it's LeBron. Mate, Loz, the mail I'm getting. We've got a LeBron you James. You see. He's five foot two. He's not LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) I'd advise you, Heath, if you want to take a bet with Loz, take it any day of the week. That's for sure. But how about yourself personally, though, mate? I saw you laced on the boots. I think it was for Benalla on Good Friday last year. I mean, how's retirement treating you? What are you up to? Yeah, I'd say semi-retired from footy because I'm still playing um, locally with um, a mate of mine who's who's coaching down at East Keeler here in Melbourne. So I've played there the last last few years so I still get my footy hit and still get the the dressing room banter which is which is pretty good um and also work for a betting agency who have a little connection with TAB called Dabble um and yeah so doing a bit of work with them um and in between um doing my super coach team I won't, won't tell my boss I spent about four hours yesterday talking with <laughs> one of the guys about super coach um so yeah I've, I've changed my team more than I've changed my undies that's for sure. <laughs> well super coach is very popular I've got a group of mates who are right into it so when you when you're picking your side do you just look for value are you looking for best players first and then find value after that how do, how do you put it together yeah, well, I, I'm pretty average at it, so um, I've, I've definitely gone off-site and got some opinions from people who are actually good at it. So um, yesterday I got some really good um, sort of information around go in each line, sort of defenders, midfielders and forwards, go three premiums, so three guys right up the top, um, maybe one mid-tier guy who was about like 300 grand and then the rest just rookies. So um, that's what he sort of, the guidelines he gave me and he's, he's, he's pretty good at it. So I've, I've done that. I've changed my team, as I said, about a million times. And um, to be honest, I know I'm throwing out these, these sayings, but opinions are like a certain part of your body. Everyone's got them. Um, so it, it's hard to sort of find the right criteria. And um, I know a lot of people, uh, it's pretty full on and talking about um, prizes. I think there's like a thousand bucks a week for the highest score and, and $50,000 at the end of the year. But people are so obsessed with Supercoach. They they go to um, footy training. They go to like Melbourne training or Richmond training, watch their training and how they're going about it and how guys are looking and, and obviously watch the practice matches and all that. But um, that's not quite me. I'll let someone else do the work for me and just call them afterwards. Well, I've got Will Ashcroft in my team as captain. So have you got him in yours? <laughs> I've, I've got him in my team. Oh, but... hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got him in your team. Yeah, he's a bit yeah, not brown low. There's a bit of a difference. Super coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mate, and a ball hasn't been kicked yet. 
Yeah. So right. go yeah, easy, I'm, Tiger. Mate, I'm, I'm telling you, boys, <laughs> get on now. Two hundred and Brisbane are Brisbane are a pretty good team, so he might find it hard to sneak into that midfield in his first year. But that's all right. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll back him for the Brownlow at two hundred to one. Or whatever. <laughs> Heath, I was going to ask, who do you like this year, mate? Obviously, uh, we talk about the Swans and GWS regularly in here, and I think I think all three of us probably feel. The experience, just this one's making it to the GF and going through what they went through. We're, we're hoping they learn a lot from that uh, this season. But who, who do you like, buddy? Um, oh, the, the Swans are just a great club, um, to be honest. And, and like obviously, I, I played against them. They were our rivals for, for, for seven or eight years. Um, they'll bounce back. They, they've got a good culture. And you know what? They, they did well to get to a grand final in a way. And they had a couple of tough games in the lead-up. So... I've been involved in a in a blowout in the grand final where we lost by 82 points, um, and the next year didn't bounce back. But um, I can't see them not making the finals or even having a tilt at a premiership again. Um, talking about clubs that are just good at good at being a good club, and that's that's Geelong and the premiers from last year. And um, to be honest, that the the thing about this club is they don't, they don't care about your age; they just worry about um, winning games of football, but doing it the right way. And, um, they sort of set out their year and, and look after their older players, rest them pretty much. Set at the start of the year, well, you play four games and then you're going to rest one. doesn't matter what the form's like. doesn't matter what um, win-loss ratio's like. They, they plan out the year in advance and make sure that they get everyone peaking for the end of the year. So um, along with Melbourne, I think Sydney, Geelong and Melbourne are the top three teams and the top three teams to, to, to win it or to be right up there to win it. We're speaking with Heath Shaw. And Heath, uh, what do you make of your old club, uh, GWS, who are starting a new era under Adam Kingsley and with Toby Green, given the captaincy as well on his own? Yeah, well, Toby's allowed to play the first five rounds this, this year, which is a positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> um, I, I was always a fan of just the one captain. Um, there's a, Obviously, it's like if you've got two kids, you like one better. So you might as well... <laughs> There's no point in having. There's no point in having three captains. You're going to like one better, um, or, or or one's a lot better than the other other two. So um, I, I rate that. Um, I think Steve Canelio and, and Josh Kelly will, will just go about their business anyway. Um, even if they're, they're captain or not captain, they're they're still good leaders. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it, it takes a little while to, to change a game style that you've you've sort of played for eight years. So um, new coach coming in, um, I think there'll be the There'll be that sort of spike at the start of the year. I think they'll win some games, um, but it is hard to sort of maintain that over over a full year. So um, the Giants will win some games. Hopefully, they sneak into the finals. But I think they'll I think they'll be probably between eight and eight and twelve. How did you find your experience up here, Heath, with the with the Giants? I know you played a number of seasons here, but just in in terms of the players that you know come from interstate, moving to Sydney, um, and is it difficult for the club? to keep the players? Um, I think it is, definitely. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of the, the go-home factor when I first started um, at the Giants. Um, I'd, I'd committed for the long haul. I, I signed a five-year deal when I went up there. Um, obviously, my first year or two, I had to lower the expectations of what I'd previously done at, at Collingwood, but um, we managed to win a lot of games um, early on. And when you're winning games and the team's actually going well and playing finals, then, then players want to stay. So... Um, the main thing for, for the Giants is it's a great club. There's no doubt about that. And, and people who have been involved in it always say how good the club is. Um, but you need to win games to keep quality people because it's a lot easier for players to move around these days. And um, players 
want to play finals and they want to win premierships. And if you're sort of teetering down the bottom, then a move to somewhere else is a lot easier now. Well, Heath, we'll have to leave it there, but we appreciate your time. Get your super coach teams in, everyone. Supercoach.com.au. And, mate, hopefully we'll chat soon. Thanks so much for your time. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. Time to talk some super rugby. And, uh, well, he played 10 tests for the Wallabies last year. And uh, he'll be part of the Waratahs side at Lock in their forward pack ahead of their match against the Melbourne Rebels when they play the Rebels tomorrow night at Amy Park. And he's just recommitted to the Waratahs and Australian rugby as well until at least the end of 2025. Jed Holloway joining us. Jed, good morning. Good day, lads. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. So staying with the Tars and Rugby Australia. And uh, no doubt there was interest elsewhere overseas. So why stay? What was the catalyst? Um, mate, I just wanted to give myself a crack at firstly playing 100 games for the Tars. I think I'm... Um, on 76 at the moment, and Tars is always a you know a club that you know I grew up watching and um, have always wanted to play for, and to give myself a crack at playing a, a hundred games for them is is a huge milestone, um, and and obviously I've loved being a part, love the progress that you know I showed in myself last year, and playing 10 games for the Wallabies, and and you know wanted more, love the platform and. Um, love the challenge of it. So um, they were happy to have me. They were keen to have me. So why not stay? And, and the stability of Australia with I've got a young family. So having them be able to settle in a place and um, yeah, really grow in the area is, is is a nice touch too. You've been around a lot of Waratah squads, Jed. You were there. I remember it was part of the squad in 2014 when the Waratahs won it. So what's unique about this squad as opposed to others and other coaches you've been under or this squad under Darren Coleman? What's different about it? Yeah, I think, I mean, the squad in general is, is uh, apart from a few of us older boys, is is really young. Um, and, you know, you can see the development already with some of those young guys and, and we're creating a, a really promising team moving forward and and you can feel the excitement around the place you know with that um so so that was a massive uh, allure for me because I was was in that 2014 squad as you mentioned but I didn't play a game that year and and obviously the challenge of winning a super rugby is is something that everyone wants to do um so you know, me being a part of that was something that I was very excited about and, and also to mentor these young guys, um, you know, through that and, and to watch them develop is, is a very exciting thing for me too. Jed, one win, one loss so far. You've got the Rebels tomorrow night. Where's the team at? How do you guys feel and uh, what do you need to improve on, I guess, to get this win? Uh, I think we, we need to play our, our structure, um, our shape. I think against the Brumbies, we, we got caught off guard a bit. We never really got to where we wanted to get to in the game. They, they were very good at disrupting our ball. Um, and in the first half against the Drua, you, you kind of saw more of the same. And um, But I was really proud of the way the boys stuck at it, stuck to our game plan, and we got dividends towards the end of that game and, and come out with a really good win. So now now it's just about building on that on that momentum that we have. Um, and trying to implement our game plan because even though we had a good win against the drill, we didn't really find our shape as much as we liked to. So um, just continue to get better. Um, 
you know, work on our skills. Our, our, our penalty count was was fairly high against the draw. So there's a lot of work on for us. We're, we're nowhere near where we want to be at the moment, but, you know, one win, one loss isn't, isn't too bad. I find it interesting, some of the comments uh, from the Rebels player, and in particular, Richard Hardwick, he, he says the, the style we want, the style of rugby we want to play is to frustrate people when we can get in their paces and make them uncomfortable. And the, the Waratahs love playing on top of the ground. So we're going to do our best to try and um, you know, frustrate them. And our rugby is tough for them. <laughs> what do you make of his comments? <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, the... Yeah, he can. Uh, he's playing some good footy at the moment. Richard. Sort of put it out uh, there, isn't it? Yeah, like he's, 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 he's telling you what he's exactly going to try and do. Yeah, well, we're, I think we're lucky. We've got some some cool heads in our team. Where I mean, you saw it on the weekend. We we could have been gone off at that halftime, ten all, or even when we were seventeen ten and down, just coming out of halftime and got really frustrated and 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 gone internal and and really shut down, but. You know, our cooler heads prevailed there. Uh, we got great guys in leadership positions that guide us through that uh, in Hoops and Jake Gordon. So um, th- there's no doubt there'll be times where we're going to be frustrated with, you know, a certain part of our game throughout the game, but it's how we ride ride that wave and, and get through it. And, um, I mean, there's no doubt, as I said, he's playing some great rugby's. He's got a lot of turnovers at the moment, and we know he's going to be coming hard at our ball, and, and no doubt that will frustrate us. But, mm. but, but uh, yeah, we've got a good game plan in place there to, to try and nullify him and, and get at a few of their players as well. So hopefully we can get that on the park. Jed, have you met Eddie Jones yet? I've had a couple of meetings with him, yeah. How'd you find him? Mate, I've... I've uh, yeah, obviously I was I was super disappointed with the way you know Renz uh, got let go because he was the one who gave me the shot at the Wallabies, um, and I thought he was a great coach and, and a great human. Um, so like all of us, I think we we're all shocked when Eddie initially come in, and you hear the old stories and all the stuff that the players tell you that played under him back in the early two thousands, and and there is a bit of that shock value. Um, but every every meeting I've had a few meetings with him now, and every meeting that I've I've left there, I've been super impressed with him. Eh? Um, he, he legitimately prepares for everything, um, and he watches everything as well. Uh, one of the first things he said to me um, was he just made a comment on a couple of things I did in the Brumbies game um, that no one else has said to me is like, wow, this guy does watch a lot of footy or watch a game very closely. So, um, yeah, every every meeting that I've I've had with him, I've I've left super impressed and I'm really excited to to see what it you know, he can bring to the Wallabies team because as we saw at the back end of the spring tour, we started to get the right parts moving in in places. The wheels were in motion. Um, and you know we're lined up in a in a really good pool in the World Cup, and have no doubt that Eddie will ruffle some feathers, but bring the best bring the best out of us. Well, Jed, your story is certainly one of perseverance in getting that uh, Wallabies jersey last year at age twenty nine, and uh, hopefully for your sake, you're in that squad later this year. But uh, well, first and foremost, hopefully the Waratahs are beating the Rebels tomorrow night. Appreciate the time and no chat worries. soon. Yeah, thanks, lads. Bye. Champions League round of 16, second leg by Munich, 1-0 up in Germany.
and therefore they're 2-0 up on aggregate. Less than 10 minutes plus stoppage time remaining. In the other game, Tottenham desperate for a goal. They're down 1-0 on aggregate. It's scoreless in the second leg there in London. So 71 minutes gone in that match. Now, in the match between Celtic and Hearts in the Scottish Premier League, which is featuring uh, quite a few Socceroos, it's finished 3-1. Uh, 3-1 there. Celtic have won that game. And, uh, well, there was Aaron Moy lighting up for Celtic. Uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, Cam Devlin, Kai Rolls all in action for Hearts. Gren Quoll came on as a sub as well for Hearts in that game. But Celtic, Ange Postacoglu's 100th game as coach of Celtic as well. Uh, on the text line here, in fact, also, uh, we've got a test match just about to start over in New Zealand. They're up against Sri Lanka. And uh, New Zealand won the toss and elected to bowl in Christchurch. So watch this hoop around, Clarkie, for the first half hour, hour. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Sri Lankans. Uh, they can still make the World Test Championship Finals. They're more what do they have to win? I don't know the whole permutations, I'm, I confess. I don't, I don't think they're beating New Zealand in New Zealand. No. Well, they'd, they'd need to do that. Yeah. Mm. Not happening, I don't think. Uh, on the text line, Morty Boys, Loz, following your lead of spoiling the wife. Been married 32 years today, so taking her off to the races for a can of twoies and a pie. Uh, even better, it is free entry. We have a share in Acquitted, which is favourite for the Provincial Championship qualifier. So if he wins, look out KFC on the way home. She is one lucky wife. Cheers, Tardy. Sending that one in. But uh, yes, their big day there at Newcastle. The Polytrack Midway Championship qualifier. And it's race seven on the card. And Darty, who has a share in Acquitted, well, it's the favourite today. It's been pretty well backed as well. Uh, Open $4.60. And is now a $3.80 chance in that race today. Geo also from the Chris Lee stable on the second line of betting at $5. Nashra Willer to ride there. Then uh, contributing factor and Sobrenko, both $7 each or two on the third line. So big day there at Newcastle today. We're going to speak to Brad Davidson uh, shortly. And the, the big news yesterday was certainly James McDonald getting suspended for careless riding. Although when we spoke to Adam Pengilly earlier, he said late last night he got a little tip that James McDonald could be available on Golden Slipper Day. So we'll have to see what happens there because his rides on Slipper Day, as you can imagine, his rides every week are pretty good. But he'd be on Cylinder, Enemo, uh, Enemo and the George Rider. Cylinder in the slipper, lost and running in the Galaxy and Pericles in the Rose Hill Guineas as well. And uh, Davo joining us now. So morning to you, Brad. So James McDonald at this stage will set to miss Golden Slipper Day, but maybe some mail he might actually uh, be able to ride that day. So we'll have to see this how un- unfolds, but he did get suspended for careless riding yesterday. Yeah, he did, guys. And uh, we'll wait and see how that all all pans out, but um, yes, uh, not an ideal suspension at the midweeks for J-Mac. Yesterday, he put his hand up, basically said he had a, a brain fade, and uh, he's not one that's uh, in front of the stewards too often, um, so that definitely helped him in terms of the length of the suspension yesterday. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see how it all plays out, but at this stage, um, yeah, likely to, to miss. Um, what was that? What's the mail there, that he that he might he might be okay, or what's the... Yeah, what's well, the uh, Adam Pegulli just said that, uh, yes, Spoke to someone last night, and uh, he, yeah, he could get, you know, a change for that suspension. Well, it should, it could be yeah. uh, at, at a different date, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that unfolds. 
There you go. We'll see how that pans out. But uh, at this stage, uh, that was the, the sort of story late yesterday was that he's, yeah, he's going to struggle to ride. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see what happens in the next few days. But not great timing for, for J-Mac. And I suppose that's the, the little dangers of uh, you know the, the top jockeys when they, when they ride those midweek meetings. They can pick up a suspension at the, uh, the wrong time of year. Just on that then, Davo, and I, I, you, I don't, you wouldn't probably know just yet, but if, if he is to miss rides on Cylinder and Enemo, I'm assuming a lot of the other jockeys are committed to horses. Would that be the case? And if so, yeah. who, who, who might ride those two horses? Well, that's the key. Yeah, these days, bookings, laws, they get done two, three weeks out, right? So a lot of the, lot of the top jockeys already have their golden slipper mounts locked in and um, you know, particularly in those big races like that, and even even potentially the George Ryder, although that's generally a smaller field, mm. so you're probably going to have more jockeys available. So I'm not sure quite who's available and who's been locked in, but um, I'm sure they'll be making some phone calls sort of in the next few days and, and working out what yeah. the options are if, if J Mac doesn't get uh, get change in, in that uh, in that suspension or the time of the suspension, but. Yeah, it's, it's always a, a tricky time um, because, as you said, a lot of them are locked in a long, a long way out. What do you make of Godolphin going the way of the George Ryder with Enemo? It seems to be the way they they most like to go, don't they? To two thousand metres now, they don't like to have the, the two runs at at two thousand metres for a, a Queen Elizabeth. They'd rather have the fifteen hundred and then and then step up to that uh, trip. So. Not great news if your if your connections are fangirl though. Um, they, they knock back a, a run in the All Star Mile to run in the George Ryder, and then a few hours later, uh, announcement that Animo's going to the George Ryder. So they they keep uh, they keep finding Animo, unfortunately for them, because uh, they keep running second to him. But uh, yeah, look, I it's going to be interesting because he's got to come back that hundred metres, um, third up, sort of in the preparation now um, at a tighter tighter track than Ramwick as well. But you know we know he just wins for fun, doesn't he? And and unless there's unless there's something different in the in the opposition than what he's been facing, you're going to find it hard to to beat him again because he you know all the lead up races it seems to be the same opposition at this stage and Fangirl seems to be kind of the uh, the biggest danger and she's shown she's probably a length off him at this stage a length and a half you know she has had a bit of bad luck herself but um, I don't think you know you could really suggest that uh, she's going better than him, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be hard to beat again, no doubt. Were you surprised Zoo Gotcha is bypassing the Coolmore on Saturday? Well, I, I wasn't, simply because J-Mac was on in the uh, the far lap and, and wasn't on in the in the Coolmore, and I think that gave us a pretty good guide early on. And then Waller's a, a stickler for good barriers, and he drew a good gate in the far lap and a bad gate in the Coolmore. Mm. So I think the riding was on the wall at sort of around 11, 12, you know, around midday when when those came out, we could see that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not nothing to be sneezed at, I suppose. Uh, knocking back the the Group One race where she was a six dollar fifty chance, but look, she's likely to start odds on in that far lap, particularly with a few other runners there, maybe going to other races. And um, that's the other little headache for early shoppers this week is there's uh, about a thousand races around the around the place and horses uh, nominated left, right, and centre. So. We've got the Black Opal on Sunday. We've got the Kemba Grange meeting tomorrow. Um, plenty of plenty of options for owners, but it does make uh, early betting a little bit tricky this week because, um, yeah, lots of races where horses are dual and even, um, you know, three sentences sometimes or nominations. You've got to work out where they're going and whether you have a couple of deductions and, and wait and play late or, or just play early and, and, you know, cop those deductions. So, 
Uh, yes, but uh, no, she'll go to the uh, the far lap. Chris Waller loves that race, doesn't he? Um, he's used it many, many times with his, his uh, three-year-old fillies, and uh, she does look awfully hard to beat there, as the market suggests. Yeah, 2.30 into a dollar eighty with Tab after getting barrier four in the far lap stakes. Zugotcha and Drew 14 and out of the Coolmore Classic. By the way, the favourite for the Coolmore Classic, Enavisto, Drew 16 for Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Nash is on, $5.50 and favourite. As you'd expect for that race, you'd expect a very open market, Davo. Yeah, it always is. Um, it's one of the races. I've done five races at Rose Hill so far. It's one of those I haven't done, so I'll be having a good look at it this morning and reporting back tomorrow. But just having a look at the ratings, it does look uh, very even, as is normally the case, because... Uh, yeah, these mares, and uh, there's not a great deal between them at the, at the best of times. And when there's a group one up for grabs, they're all having a crack. And um, generally, it's a race that there's about seven of them within two lengths. So it's going to be uh, tricky to find the winner, but we'll be doing our best and uh, reporting back on the show tomorrow. And the new market on Saturday, I wish I win with the 56.5 kilos, just 4 to 4.20 at the top of the market. Barrier 16 in secret this morning. Uh, five into $4.40. Barrier 8, Jamie Carr. Uh, and, uh, gee, this is going to be a cracking race, isn't it, Davo? And uh, in secret, just can't get that win in the Coolmore last spring out of my head when looking at this race uh, briefly yesterday. Yeah, she was simply scintillating in the in the spring. The only concern I do have is, is she going as well as the spring? And I suppose the other little niggle with the Coolmore was, you know, the likes of Jack and Owl and horses like that that day, they, they clearly went too bad to be true. Um, so I'm just... I actually think this race is a lot more open than the market gives it credit for. I can't get the likes of I wish I win an in secret anywhere near that short. Um, I think with the weights and, and everything on all of my ratings, I've got it about six, seven dollars for field. So I'll be making some cases at a, at a few at odds. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll sort of touch on that more tomorrow. But yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I think if you do like the favourites there, I think uh, wait, because I think you'll be getting a better price than what's on offer, particularly I wish I win as well. Like, I don't think he'll start any shorter than the, the current price. Do you got some stuff to talk about tomorrow, mate? Thanks so much. No worries, guys. Chat tomorrow. Cheers. Brad Davidson there. Did you see the pitch over in Christchurch? <laughs> I just saw it then. It's, uh... it's not It's not our metabat. No, it's... <laughs> Going to seem not spin, <laughs> I think, today. It looks bright green. Oh. So, good toss to win for New Zealand. Send the Sri Lankans in, and, yeah, I think they might be batting this afternoon. Dave Stanley coming up shortly, and a uh, big show tomorrow as well. We're going to speak to, well, Brad Rosen. You've got game one of, not oh, game one, game, game three, three Kings of the NBL Championship Series on, tomorrow Kings. night. Massive game with the mm. series at 1-1. I'm liking the Kings. I feel like I reckon we're going bang, bang. Series over. What about you? We're going. We're going bing, bing. Yeah, we're going bang, bang. I'm a king. <laughs> what do you mean? We're, we're a king. Us. Us. Me and the kings. What's well, us? All right. Look, I've been on the king's bandwagon since day oh, one. You, yeah, mate, you're, you're, a Can- you're a Canberra. What are you? Canberra, what do you call it? Kenneth. I was going to say you're a Kenneth. Canberra Comet. Kenneth. Were you a Canberra Comet in the Mercantile Mutual as well? Remember you got Merv? Merv, Merv come and played for the right. Canberra Comets. Yeah, Mark Higgs. Higgs, he played for that's you. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. They you guys, hope- a you guys were hopeless. Time. You guys were hopeless. Don't put us down. You were hopeless, that. mate. I'm finding a team. Canberra Comets. Canberra Comets, though. We were. You guys were peed off. We, we stole ha- we stole hads as well. Like you guys try to go, oh mate, he's a Canberra boy. He's not Canberra. It was Queanbeyan. There's yeah, a big difference. But he's a Canberra bloke. Queanbeyan is New he's South Wales, mate. It's like my old man. New South Wales. 
I saw him last night in the in the Fox Hats. How's he going? Yeah, he's going really good. Has he got a rug now? Look like he's got a rug. A rug? Yeah, on top. Like a, <laughs> has he got the Ricky Ponting, the SK Warren? Um, advanced hair? No, I don't think he well, has. He's, he's grown hair then. I can't wait to tell him that today. Tell him. He'll I'll be listening. Him. I'll see him tonight. Hads, text I'm me. I'm tell him. Have you got a rug or not? I reckon he's got a rug now because I've never seen so much hair on his head. Fit- no, he hasn't. Mate, I reckon just check him. Maybe just a couple of... He might have the Ricky Ponting. They put like those little patches on top. Yeah. So when you would find out when they dive in the water... Your head comes up and all your real hair is wet, but then the, the fake hair is like, it's like steel wool. It's dry as a bone. So the only one that I can remember with a rug was um, oh the bowler. Dougie, Dougie Bollinger. Dougie Bollinger. Oh, oh, Dougie had a proper rug. Has he still got it? Uh, I don't know. Matty Hayden had a rug at one stage. Bull. Yeah, Haydos went the rug. Really? Yep. yep. War- oh, well, I know. Warney, Warney did. didn't go. I don't, Warney, I don't know. I never found out with Warney. He always said he yeah, had. Yeah, but he did, didn't he, he do the ad? Yeah, but he had the. The laser. It was like the get thing grew, grew yeah. his own hair, he no, reckons. No, get a discount, I'll get, I'll get it done. Yeah, grow your own no, hair. No, you wouldn't look good with a rug. You don't reckon? No, you stay natural. Just stay natural? Stay natural. Stay I, reckon, natural. I reckon you go a long hair wig. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> you go a long... You're not on the rug too. Are you changing? Are you changing? I reckon you should go the blonde, long Wig. Like the Nathan Bracken. Yeah, yeah. no, There's longer. I'm Bracken saying James, shoulders. Oh, I'm saying down past Pablo, your shoulders. Yeah. Down past what? Like Fabio? Yeah. I couldn't imagine <laughs> you with no, a Big no, mullet. No. What about Diaz oh. with a big mullet? Imagine the first day one of us turns up with a rug. <laughs> what, would you, what would you say first oh, day? I'd, I'd, I'd make, sure, the attack or I'd would make you sure everyone knew, all of our listeners knew that you've got a rug. 100%. Would you make them feel uncomfortable? Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, you push no, with us you could, but someone in the office, if they oh, turned no, up. No, no, no. no. You say no. nothing. You know Act what? like you, you don't know. You can't do that these yeah. days. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, in, but in here you can. <laughs> in here you can. We can get a lot where we're a lot of you. Is it just going on the attack when you saw Do we have HR here? I need to go and see them. I'll never people forget. in culture. I need to go and see I'll them. never forget, Mido, when... Uh, you three offend me. Because obviously these computers are all <laughs> up and about, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. And the text line, we, oh. we, we understand our listeners. But a few people have come in to sort of do shifts <laughs> oh, in the yeah. sky, right? <laughs> and this bloke come out, I won't name him, he goes, gee, they, they tee off on you on that show, don't they, those listeners? And I said... What do you mean? He goes, oh, well, this bloke said you were a Nimbusile, Stanley. Uh, oh, and mate. This tip you is no, no good idea. I took a photo of someone's number today. He told me to go to the toilet for an hour because no, he doesn't, couldn't care less about my tips. <laughs> so I just took his number. I just want him. Are you going to prank call him? No, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to put him on Instagram. I'm going to put his him. number. I'm going to put his number on my social media. Yeah, good. I tell Bob all him. my followers to feel free to call him at any stage. Has anyone phoned Jimmy Nugent? Remember we were reading out that live read about the challenge? I should have asked him on. That. Should have been known everyone's uh, phoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got today on the show on Racing HQ, we're going to talk about Saturday. Uh, we've got a big show coming up. Chris Roots will have some news for us as well. And yeah, stick around. Uh, a bit of a chat too about what's happening down in Albury. I'm off to Albury this afternoon. They've got a big uh, cup luncheon launch tomorrow where I'm going to be interviewing uh, Tony McAvoy and Brad Widdop. Uh, that luncheon tomorrow. And yeah, they do they do a good thing. Can you find out? Whether J Mac will be riding on Wow because well, uh, riding on Golden Slipper Day because we got some mail earlier of Adam Pengilly that says there could be Well he'll appeal. He could he's be he's got riding. the best lawyer in town, they reckon. So if you're a, if you're having a punt, do you reckon he will be? You reckon he'll get I, I didn't see it yesterday, the interf- is it interference yesterday? I would say that I would say is that a chance? if he goes to the appeal see, they have to follow a template and we'll talk about this with Chris Rich, but they've got to follow a template the stewards in terms of his suspension. So yesterday they would have gone, looked at that template and gone, right, well, you need X amount of time. 
and they couldn't have done anything differently in that regard because otherwise then you'd have every other jockey going, well, hang on a second, what do you, you know, it'd be like yeah. going to the NRL judiciary and this bloke getting this and this bloke getting that. Yeah, you'd think that it was being favourites exactly. being played. Yeah. But he will then appeal the decision and if their argument is good enough, they may get a reduction in time. Right. I would be very surprised if he is not riding Golden Slipper Day. There you go. That would be my just personal. Yeah. But now I've said that, he's bro- J-Mac's just fallen off the chair at home <laughs> and gone, thanks, Stanley. You've just you've killed my chances. Because uh, Hong Kong's the next day, which is the Hong Kong derby. Ah, yes. He and Jamie Carr are going And over, technically, he would be able to go to Hong Kong and ride the next day. So With the suspension or without the suspension? Well, because the suspension will be finished. So he'll be able to go to Hong Kong and ride the next day. Right. So anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, uh, he's a battling jockey, J-Mac. I don't know how he eats. Yeah. I don't know how he gets through life week to week. He's got no money. Yeah, how are the mean streets of Vaucluse? Yeah, pup, pup. Do, you, do you run into him up there, no, pup? Who are you DMing? Now? I've never known a bloke to DM people so much. <laughs> no, I'm on the text. I've got my, <laughs> the text. my electrician's at the front door. Oh, so can't get in. So I was going to say, is right. that progress from DM to text? No, no, this is... Chicken chow going. I think the light's working at my house. Are you two texting your neighbour? Um, no, I'm texting my electrician. Do you ever do that in Vaucluse? Like if you forget to put the bins out or, no. you know. Like, it's neighbourhood they... watch, mate. In yeah. my city, my town, you just help yeah. your mate out. Do you ever go with Vaucluse? You get around with no shoes and that on, like yeah, bare feet. Definitely. Yeah. Put Singlet? the bins yeah. out. Singlet, no shirt. Whatever <laughs> 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 okay. you like. What about this yeah. in Vaucluse? Bindies, you get bindies in Yeah, front lawn, you get bindies. Yeah. Yeah. Will yeah. you, if you're mowing the front lawn. I'm not. But if you are. Yeah, if it were, yeah. And you know how you've got that adjoining part of the neighbour's lawn. Yeah, would you mow theirs? Would you mow their lawn and I'd find out if. Then yeah, I know both neighbours. Probably get yeah. sued if you do. No, it depends. Probably. If they, yeah. if they, if they <laughs> like their grass like mine, I would. But yep. they mightn't want to cut it. They oh, might so like it longer. So in Vaucluse, you've got different types of grass. D- different <laughs> lengths of grass. I was going to say. I different did. lengths. Different lengths. Yeah, like where do you put your mower? How low is your mower? Do you have a shed? Do you have a shed? Yes, of course I have a shed. Do you? Do you know yes. what's in it? Yes. <laughs> you sure? We're yes. What's, what's in, in your shed? Whippersnipper, mower. Yeah. Oh. When was the last time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where were you at the front whippersnipper? Hang on, did you miss the first bit? I can imagine Pip, Daily Mail. <laughs> this is, this, did you miss the first bit? I told you, I'm not mowing it. You're right, I'm not. But I've got all the tools. Yeah, leaf blower. Mate, I, I had 250 <laughs> acres in Berrimah. Yeah. All that stuff, oh, not all of that, yeah. but a lot of that, come to my house. You would have got your old man to do it. Old man did my place in... Uh, Berrimah, yeah, he did all that stuff. Yeah, not now. He's don't not doing claim to be a farmer. <laughs> no, down what in I'm Berrimah. saying is that's where my tools have no, come from. Opportunity, opportunity. I'm not doing the lawns. No, I got a gardener for that. Yeah, you got all the big trees and stuff. Yes, and I'm tipping. I know, pup, and I've just from knowing him from mm-hmm. the show. I reckon. And there'd be plenty of people like this, but when the leaves go in the pool... Get it, I get them every day. He would hate that. I, get, yeah. I clean my yeah, pool no, every clean freak, day. Yeah, clean I do. Like yeah. I don't like leaves it. Yeah. or anything like that. My people, daughter won't dive in. No. So I've got to, I've yeah, got to well, get, get the leaves I'm out like for her. I'm like you in that regard. I like a clean pool. <laughs> You're, Michelle does the... No, the lawn. No, she did it once or twice. <laughs> You have heard, you've heard that story, Pup. Yeah. But Loz does the ironing. Where's Midow gone? Midow? We're not finished in here. Mate, oh, you know, hey, he's got a date. He's got a date. Has he? Yeah, lunch date. Yeah. <laughs> Who with? Oh, oh, I yeah, can't say her no, name. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. got a date. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll report tomorrow yeah, we'll from 5.30 how, how his lunch date was. <laughs> Actually, he's up and about. Mate, he's yeah. always got his hands in his pants. <laughs> yeah, well, what's going on? Well, now, now we know why. <laughs> Are they still there? I'll get, so? it out, I'll get it out of him tomorrow. I'll Let's find go out to the news. I'm getting a wind-up from Jono. 
Anytime I mention Minnow with his hands and pants, Jono just wants to wind it up. It's 9.01. Let's get to the news. The traffic with Forbio. It's Forbio, isn't he? He's the traffic bloke. I don't know. But he's got the traffic in the roads. And we're going to get to Racing HQ. Oh, how good.